0: This is Susan Gerbic, and you are listening to the European Skeptic Podcast, the real ESP experience.
1: You told me that aliens really exist. Listening to the ESP, the European Skeptics Podcast, an independent weekly show in support of European level actions within the skeptical movement. The ESP is run by individuals representing different skeptical groups from across the continent. This is episode number 76. I'm your host, Andras Pinter, and joining me for the show are my co hosts, Jan Levin and Pontus Böckmann. See ya, Stock.
2: Hey, son, hey, son. So, where in the world are you now, András? Always Uh, a new uh, country whenever we talk to you.
1: Yeah, I'm constantly on the move. I I could... You're hiding from something, aren't you? The international man yeah, of... Yeah, I could of- well be an actual spy. Refugee. The international to man to of mystery, from.
3: that's what I was going to say, yeah.
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah, this is an international podcast, right? So, yeah. <laughs> well, Someone here, here. has to be traveling around. Mm. <laughs> so I'm in Vilnius right now, which is, for, for for those of the uh, our listeners who don't know, it's the capital of Lithuania. Mm. And this was a trip, uh, a study trip, actually, for me. It's coming to an end very soon uh covering the baltic states i even had a couple of days in russia which mm-hmm. was an interesting experience okay. um
3: yeah tell us a couple of things about to... russian propaganda and how they all love putin
1: oh yeah oh yeah putin putin and how there is the shiny very very twinkly little part of um of russia that's called st petersburg yeah, and uh just a couple of kilometers further from from st petersburg that's the the actual third world so hmm. yeah that's interesting yeah
2: but we have quite a few uh, listeners in uh, Russia actually if you look at the statistics yeah. so hello all Russian listeners we love you yeah and the <laughs> next time
1: I'm in Saint Petersburg um, I I would love to meet up with uh, Russian skeptics so if there are any Russian skeptics around um, please get in touch and uh, the next time. I'll, I'll I'll be there. I'll know whom to contact. And that refers to the Baltic states as well because uh, I can um I can easily meet up with people in Tallinn, in Riga or in Vilnius or as a matter of fact in Helsinki as well. So mm. um um that was all very interesting and I, I did uh post a, a call for for a meetup on uh, Twitter, but no, no, no reply. I'll take it. So, yeah. So, if you, dear listeners, know someone from Latvia, Lithuania, or Estonia, please let me know. Or uh, please, uh, or if you're from any of those countries, do do feel free to get in touch. andres at theesp.eu or info at theesp.eu That's that's where you can get in touch. Oh, guys! Guys, guys, guys! What, what, what? I have other news as well. Ooh. Go on. Haha. <laughs> Hit us. I will be giving a talk at the European Skeptics Congress in No Rosloff. way.
3: Great news. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> no way.
3: What? Is that the- is that the talk about the uh, podcast and the skeptic movement?
1: Like- uh, well, both actually. The title is uh, almost the same as as that of the talk I gave at Skepticamp in Manchester last year. That is uh, stronger together, and I will be um, promoting the idea of international collaborations on a larger scale. And uh, part of part of that will be talking about our podcast. And uh, how things are, are, are starting to move
2: in that regard. Yeah. So I'll be opening Saturday morning, actually. Great. All for it. I'm, I'm very happy to see that the program has been released now on, on the website. Yeah,
1: it's amazing, isn't it? Hmm? Yeah. Yeah. And, wow, it's very humbling to, to see that, that lineup of speakers and to be among them. Oh, my God. Yeah that is that is so amazing. <laughs> and also I'll be hosting a panel discussion I'll, nice. I'm, I'm very excited about it. <laughs> very good. We're
3: very, very proud of you.
1: Yeah. Thank you, but but there's no reason to be. Um, I, I haven't done anything yet, so <laughs> I still, I still <laughs> okay. need to give a talk.
3: Well, you're about to do great things.
1: Yeah. We'll wait until afterwards, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you might not be that proud of me afterwards. <laughs> That'd be fine, yeah. All right. But there's going to be another person... A person we all love and admire, and uh, that's Susan Gerbic. And Susan Gerbic will be featured for an, an interview on today's episode. Yay. But before we get to that interview, I'd like to emphasize again the need for your feedback, dear listeners and uh, if you have any suggestions to make uh, with regards to topics or the structure of the show or uh, if, if you know someone who you would like us to get in touch with uh, then please let us know uh, because we would like to cover the whole of Europe and uh, we haven't done that so far so still a long way to go and if you want to get in touch with us
3: Yeah, you can do so via various uh, sources, one of which is Twitter. You can uh, tweet at us. Our Twitter handle is at uh, ESpodcast underscore EU. Um, You can email us info at theesp.eu. You can like us on Facebook and also you can go on our website, which is theesp.eu and fill in the contact form on there. Um, if you get our po- podcast via iTunes, please leave us a review on there to tell us about your experience. And rate us hopefully five stars.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, and, and speaking of, of getting in touch with us, uh, several people are, are regularly letting us know about their events, et cetera, so we can update the calendar which you can find under yeah. events in Europe. So please do that. And if you start something new, let us know and we will help you push for it. I think uh, uh, it's a great way. If you, if you look at the calendar, it's it's really very fun and encouraging to see how many events there are current, uh, constantly going on there. Uh, so that's nice. And... While you're at the website you could also send us a donation if you want to just click on the donate button like uh, somebody who don't want to be men- mentioned did the other day which he gave a um an unusually large uh, amount which we are very grateful for uh we're still not making any money on this <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're a lot of lot of uh, euros out of pocket still also uh, so, so uh, yeah so we would appreciate your contribution if you can spare a few uh, euros. Yeah, and we what he
1: gave us as um as a reason uh why he did this was was very very interesting.
2: Yes, so you know, there, he said that he is uh, he wants to contribute somehow but he's too busy to do it but he happens to have the financial means to to donate a a few euros now and then and and uh, i think that's a good way if you can't do anything yourself if you don't want to do anything yourself but you want to support uh you can you can donate that's that's one way to to contribute
1: and it's very very much appreciated thank you very much again just getting back for a moment to events there are a couple of events well this autumn will be, and we've 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 talked about this before, but it's going to be a very busy autumn for skepticism, as as we all know, uh, from the September twenty first to the twenty fourth. There's going to be this European Skeptics Congress, and then a week later, there's going to be Cheek Up Fest in um, in Italy, in Cesena, uh, in northern Italy, and the the program uh, or at least what's uh, already settled about it has been released already so that's a very interesting program with uh, some surprise speakers as well so if you if you know italian if you speak italian uh please consider registering and uh, there might be a couple of talks that are not even italian but in english so uh, even if you don't speak Italian, you might be interested. Um, and then, oh, between the 13th and the 15th of October, there's going to be QED. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait to be there. And so we're all going to be very, very busy there this autumn. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking about QED. We
3: have recently had Haley on our podcast to, just to talk about her initiative to raise some money to... You. Uh, pay for uh, QED tickets um, uh, to get those people who can't afford to come to the QED conference primarily focused on students but not only um, and uh, as far as I know the latest stats please correct me if I'm wrong are that they managed to raise money for 11 people
2: so mm. far Wow! Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, which is great because I think the goal was 10 people that's pretty yeah. amazing
2: yeah. Great,
3: great job done so far um, and great conference to go to
1: and the next step is to apply for, for uh, uh, one of those tickets actually because
3: uh, sure yes yeah. as, as well as uh, donate if somebody thinks that he or she would love to go and, but just don't have any means apply um, and I think she said it was drawn as a you know, matter of luck so you just yeah. have to be lucky yeah. to be drawn
1: Okie dokie, with all that as an introduction to our show, I think we should be moving on to our interview with Susan Gerbic. Susan has already been on the show, uh, but we felt like there is so much that has happened since we had her on the show that uh, we need to to talk them through. And uh, we, we needed an update on how guerrilla skepticism on Wikipedia is doing these days. So, shall we move on to that? Yeah, yeah, man.
3: We should.
1: Okay, let's do that. On every other episode, we usually interview a person representing an organisation or project either from a certain European country or stretching across borders. This week, we have on the show for the second time... None other than Susan Gerbic, the wikipedia who's the leader of the international project Guerrilla Skepticism on Wikipedia. Susan, welcome back to the show. Hello,
0: everybody. I'm so glad to be here.
1: Hi, Susan. Great to have you back. Well, it's been about a year, we just agreed on that, uh, that we l- had you for the last time on the show. But you've been extremely busy since then. Uh, you've given talks lots of talks you you've uh, you picked up even even more editors than before so what's new with GsoW
0: oh my gosh what's new there's tons new we, we've got um, a lot of exciting things happening I'm going to be uh, speaking in Europe I'm going to be in Poland and maybe other places but one of the big things that I wanted to talk about the reason why I wanted to make sure I got back on the show is I really want to emphasize how badly we need people to join gsow who speak languages other than english and i brought a handy tool we just have we have this tool that we invented one of my um one of my friends kyle polish who's the data skeptic he has a podcast so if you like statistics and data then you want to listen to the data skeptic podcast and he created something for me that allows me to see how many page views we get in all the pages that we work on. So now I know how we're doing on languages that are non-English. And that's why I wanted to make sure I got back on the show. Besides, I wanted to kind of hang out with you guys. But, you know, besides that. Mm-hmm.
1: And that thing has got a very cool name, right?
0: Yeah, it's called Stat
2: Badger. Nice. Stat Badger. Yeah, oh, nice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a badger, for people who don't know, is kind of a... I don't know if it's a reptile or a mammal or whatever it is. It's a it's mammal. kind of creature yeah. that crawls around and, and he's... Usually pretty aggressive and and digs in the earth and eats things and yeah. I don't know I don't know much about badgers but they're if you've heard of the honey badger yeah then this is kind of like
1: that mm. one of the, the the most important characteristics of them is they they don't let go they keep grabbing what they've they've already catched so. <laughs> Yeah, pretty sure that 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 has something to do with <laughs> hmm, with a reoccurring number that 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 just comes back at you.
0: Okay, well, so I just decided to name it Stat Badger, yeah, right. and that's what it's yeah. that's the name of this this project that I have. Yeah, so cool. may,
2: maybe it's obvious, <laughs> but but why do you want to keep track of the stats?
0: Well, because it's so important, Pontus, to be able to have a measure of of how you're doing. So when you're starting a project or when you're starting. Um, to do something as a group or even an individual you need some way of knowing when you're done and you need a way of measuring your impact as you go along so it's really hard to know your impact when you're talking about wikipedia stats and what we're doing with gsow unless we have some kind of you know measurement that's what we did do you think everybody knows who i am and what i'm doing here
1: if someone doesn't um please go back and listen to episode twenty-six where we interviewed Susan at length about GSOW. But if you want to talk about yourself for for, for a little while, then feel free to do so. Okay.
0: <laughs> well, I am in Salinas, California, which is really close to, uh, relatively speaking, it's close to Monterey, California, um, hometown of um, John Steinbeck, the writer, I'm near San Francisco, San Jose. So that's where I'm at speaking from right now. But gsow is a worldwide editing wikipedia editing team our mission is to rewrite wikipedia pages focusing on science scientific skepticism the paranormal pseudoscience and we train Um, we have training materials we edit and we are in a secret facebook group called the secret cabal and you can't just join us that way you have to Uh, write to me and say that you want to join the GSOW project and I will start your training. Um, You will have to go into the secret cabal. So you have to have Facebook um, access. And from there, you will start on a training program that will take you 20 hours or more of videos. So it's quite extensive, but what we're doing is we're going to teach you to be an awesome Wikipedia editor. When you leave our training, um, you'll You'll still be in the secret cabal where we mentor and we discuss and we talk and, and all kinds of things, continue the training. So it's the, the process of becoming a Wikipedia editor can take you weeks or months entirely depends on you. It's all online and you have a personal trainer. So that's what the GSOW project is. And we are trying to do this in all languages possible. So it's a really crazy project, but we are, in my view, very successful and in the views of everybody who knows about the project, yeah. we're very successful. We have measurable, we're, we're able to measure our results. Yeah.
2: And and you have had a few people or quite a few people joining uh, you after them hearing about the GSOW on, on the ESP. Isn't that right?
0: Yes. The ESP has been a big help for us. Also, you run our commercials, our promos. Thank you very much. I've had Adam who joined um, and he is one of our Polish editors, and Kupchik is in training right now. He's a Hungarian editor.
1: Isn't it Laszlo? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's him. Kupczyk is his surname. Yeah.
0: Oh, is it?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. the The order of name names in Hungarian is different. It's the other way, right?
0: Anyway, so he is one of our editors in Hungarian, and Navina, she's one of our editors also in training. She's getting close to finishing. She's from Bulgaria. And Ralph, that's a very English name. Ralph, he joined us. Um, He's an English editor, but he also speaks Brazilian Portuguese as well as Spanish. And then Steve, who is an editor in training in Swedish. So those are the people who have joined ESP um, because they'd listened to us on ESP and learned about it and joined from there.
1: Wow. Great. So
0: that's five so far. And I've had other people mention it that they said that they've... They've um, heard, you know, sometimes it takes more than one uh, in- encouragement to j- join. So, like, they'll hear me on Skepticality and they'll hear me on the Skeptic Zone and then they'll also hear me on the ESP and they'll say, all right, okay, I'm joining already. All right. <laughs> okay, <good. laughs> I, I gave up. I'm ready to join now.
1: Great. Keep, keep, keep joining people.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, please. So, Susan, just going back to the stat budget again, can you please tell us a little bit about how does it work?
0: Okay, great. So this is, as I said, was something that that is software that was invented by uh, Kyle Polish, the Data Skeptic podcast. And what it is, is I have to, I keep track of all the pages that GSOW has worked on extensively. We can't put just every page up that we've edited, because that would be, you know, hundreds of millions of uh, page views by now, because we We're on, you know, constantly editing different pages, but all the pages that we have had either created, completely written, or we have completely rewritten. So it's a limited amount of pages, a couple hundred pages, I believe right now. And so I keep track. And what it does is it uses a stat, it pulls the stats from a Wikipedia. I don't know. It's like magic. I don't really know how that works. That's why I have somebody else who did this for me. And. I can keep track daily how the page views are accumulated. So we don't know how long somebody stayed on a Wikipedia page, if they've read it completely, but we do know that they're accessing the Wikipedia page. We also can't know if they're a unique viewer. We only know that the page has been accessed. So we keep track of how many pages we've written and we've got them tagged in different languages and different categories. So for example, I have a category just set up for astronomy. And that would include pages in English as well as other languages that we have worked on that are astronomy focused. And I know we have we have written 33 pages focused on astronomy. And the page views for astronomy as of this recording is 793,000 page views. Mm. So mm. that's our way of grouping things so that we can measure it. We can see how we're improving. We can see the results. I can also look at each page that we have written, for example, there's an astronomer named Bart Bach, and his last name is spelled B-O-K, and we rewrote his Wikipedia page in English, and that page has already brought in 12,000 page views, and this is only from the time that we have been involved in the rewrite. Then one of my editors went along, and she wrote the page in Spanish, and now that page has received a little over 3,000 page views in Spanish for this one astronomer. And mm. so we're able to kind of keep track of how how we're doing, you know, what the... Um, uh, I mean, it's really hard to measure success in Wikipedia, I mean, other than maybe just how many pages we've worked on. But we want to know if those pages are actually being accessed and, and, um, and so on. And that's what Stat Badger is for. Yeah.
1: Uh, just one technical question, um, because um, what GSOW does very well, um, among other things, is putting in the right links to other Wikipedia pages of uh, of a certain topic uh, that 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 explains something in detail uh, that that might be of interest to to a reader. So, is there any way of following those links uh, and and the behavior of the reader? using those links.
0: Okay. So what you're talking about is hyperlinking. Yes. I call this leaving breadcrumbs. So for example, we can take a page about Neil deGrasse Tyson, which we did not write in English, but we did write Neil deGrasse Tyson's Wikipedia page in Dutch. Mm -hmm. And that's already received. No, wait, I'm talking about Lawrence Krauss. Let me see if Neil deGrasse Tyson, I think we did Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh yeah. So we've written Neil deGrasse Tyson's Wikipedia page in Portuguese and Dutch and in German,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and combined, that's a little over two hundred thousand views. Okay. So what we do? Okay. So what can happen is, let's say we take the Neil deGrasse Tyson Wikipedia page in English, which we did not write, and we put hyperlinks to people and to projects that were interested. You know, and getting a little more focus on, we can link that in his page. So people will follow the breadcrumbs. they'll 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 start off with Neil deGrasse Tyson and they'll say, "Oh, that thing looks interesting." And they'll click on that and hopefully they will be, you know, go over to a page that we've written. Like we wrote a Wikipedia page called um, A Penny for NASA, mm-hmm. which is a page where people are trying to get um, it's a, pro, a project where somebody's trying to increase the federal budget of NASA to a penny per dollar instead of the half penny it is right now. Mm-hmm. So we're, by people clicking on the Wikipedia page from Aldergross Tyson, they may learn about this Penny for NASA project. So yes, we do know that people are doing that. Um, part of my lecture, my current lecture, is about a psychic that I have been working on named Tyler Henry. And we can, we can see a direct correlation From the Wikipedia, every time he's mentioned in the media, that he's also going over to another page. So we can see a direct correlation of the spikes. So people are accessing a page, and then they're following the hyperlink to another page. It's not to the magnitude that we would like. So maybe a page like Tyler Henry or Neil deGrasse Tyson will get thousands of views. But the page they're accessing will get a hundred or a few hundred views. Mm -hmm. So it's not... There is a correlation, but it's not, you know, one for one. Mm
1: -hmm. Another technical thing. There is one other thing that you really like talking about, and that is backwards editing. So would you mind explaining that to us? And if you could have used, since we talked for the last time, any of our episodes uh, for that purpose. Oh,
0: so backwards editing is something that anybody can do, but it's something that we train in GSOW. That is when you take a source, a magazine article from maybe a journal or a podcast or a YouTube video or something that is, that is substantial, not a blog. We can't use blogs or anything like that. So you have a source. Maybe you don't know what you know, you know much about the source. I mean, maybe you don't know a lot about the, the, the interview or the article, but you can take that source. And we've done it many times with the ESP podcast. And so you do an interview with somebody, here's one that you have done with Catherine DeJong. And we've done several of these. This is the first one that I, I thought we, we came to. So Catherine DeJong was on your Wikipedia and was on your podcast and one of my editors, in turn, took the interview with her, and went back and used it to cite into her Wikipedia page. And so now, on the Catherine de Jong's Wikipedia page, citation number twenty-three is from your interview you did with her, and it's it's a just like three sentences. Mm-hmm. And so what this means is that if somebody's reading Catherine Jong's Wikipedia page, they can click on the citations at the bottom and find your episode. Mm-hmm. And it was episode number two. And this is kind of a way of giving more views to people who are doing the work. Where like the podcast, your podcast, mm-hmm. or if they wanted to take an article out of the skeptic magazine, the UK, or or Skeptical Inquire magazine. Um or a magazine like Scientific American or whatever. So anyways, it's, I call it backwards editing. So, you're, so what we're trying to do is we're using a source that's good, and then we're turning around and using it into a Wikipedia page, even if the person who's doing the edit has no idea who Catherine DeJong is. Mm-hmm. So it's, 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 it's operating backwards within a normal edit. A normal edit would be somebody would go to Catherine de Jong's Wikipedia page and say, I want to add more content to it. And then they'd go around and look for us for a citation to add to the page. I'm teaching them to go the opposite direction. It's easier. You start off with the the citation, a podcast you've just listened to, or a YouTube video that has um, an interview or you're reading an article in a magazine and then turning around and citing that onto a Wikipedia page. So it's backwards than normal.
1: So we're talking about uh, little pieces of information that that were mentioned on, uh, on an actual interview, right? So that's, Correct. that's what you can actually use to, to add more content to a Wikipedia article.
0: Right, exactly. Yeah,
1: it's, it's it's good to know that 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 what what we're doing here with the interviews is actually useful for that purpose.
0: <laughs> well, I, yes, and and I would really appreciate it too if you guys do more audio for us. Mm-hmm. So when you interview somebody, get a little audio clip from them that we can use for the Wikipedia page, and just upload it to Wikimedia Commons, and then we'll have somebody take it and put it on their Wikipedia page also. And that's and if you can get them to do it in more than one language, like Catherine. De Jong, uh, we have audio on here, and it would be nice to also have the audio in her native language with her speaking in, her, in uh, Dutch. And I think that's done also. So her Dutch Wikipedia page has a, yep, yeah, there it is. So her Dutch and her English Wikipedia page have audio of her speaking.
2: So, so just to remind everybody, Susan, you talk a lot about putting content into Wikipedia, and you 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 edit it and you make it, you you link to things that that skeptics are interested in. But please explain to to people who may not know that you're not actually manipulating uh, Wikipedia. You're you're not you you cannot put in false information or biased information on on Wikipedia.
1: I can't. Yeah, technically you can. Well
0: technically I can't okay. okay. No, you're absolutely right. We are trying to improve Wikipedia as a whole. We're just focused on the science, scientific skepticism and pseudoscience areas. And we have to follow all the rules of Wikipedia, which are skeptic rules, and we have to follow them and enforce them in the same way we would have them followed and enforced if as if a paranormal person was trying to add an edit onto wikipedia there must be a really valid citation it must be um, unbiased written neutrally without opinion now i can use opinion if the person i'm quoting is a notable person who is speaking in a notable way like they're doing an interview or they have there's an article so i can't give my personal opinion um and neither could a um another editor. So all the rules we're following are the rules of Wikipedia. Um, Yeah.
2: yeah. Now, I I just wanted to mention that because some people have become, well, have accused you of uh, trying to manipulate or or doing bad things to Wikipedia.
0: Right. But those are people who really have no idea what what I'm doing. Exactly. Wikipedia editors already understand what I'm doing and they support us. Because every edit that's done on Wikipedia is transparent. So I can't hide anything. In fact, I edit Wikipedia under my own name because I want to make sure that I am as transparent as I possibly can be. And so any kind of flack we've received in the past, which is very, very little, has been done by people who really don't know what they're talking about. Anybody who edits Wikipedia will say, Oh, well, yeah, okay. No, it's fine. She's What the GSOW people are doing is fine. In fact, we need more GSOW people. Bring them on. Yeah. We need more. Yeah. That's what I hear.
3: Um, what clashes uh, have you had lately with the pseudoscientists on Wikipedia, if any? Mm, clashes? Mm. Um, we ha- Drama.
1: <laughs> Drama.
0: Okay, well, we've had very little, actually. Um, That's good. We've had some blowback from people that, you know, Wikipedia is written kind of like, how do I say, the rules are written, but they can be a little ambiguous at times. So what one person thinks of maybe a uh, interpretation might be a different interpretation by another editor. So sometimes we do get a little bit of, um, you know, this is written like an advertisement because you have too much about their personal life, too much about what's, you know, makes them actually interesting to read about. And some editors will say, you need to take that out. And other editors will say, oh, no, this needs more personality. This is written like a resume. We need to have a little more personal life in here and a little more interesting in here. So that's kind of the biggest clashes we've had lately. I don't can't. I'm trying to think of something that would be drama related on Wikipedia. And I don't think we've had. Maybe something will occur to me, but at the moment, I, it's not It's not there. <laughs> yeah, that's
2: good. That means you're doing a good job. How, how
0: boring, huh? Yeah, yeah it's really yeah. boring. <laughs>
2: but you don't just drive the GSOW initiative. You're also uh, increasingly showing up as a speaker all over the place. I know you've been to New Zealand lately, or and, and also, I think, Australia, is that right? Um, yes,
0: because the project is, yes, the GSOW project is so unique and it is one of the very few organizations or groups that are activists and doing something. You've had several people on your show that I've been very impressed with the things that they have done, like the Nightingale Foundation mm-hmm. and um, some of the other things that that you've you've interviewed people on. And it's fascinating what other people are doing. Oh, Snopes, obviously, that's, that's incredibly powerful as well. But uh, because I am one of very few people, and the only one that's doing anything in multiple languages, I am often asked as a speaker to um, skeptic conferences, I'm quite capable of speaking to groups of scientists, um, historians, um, small groups. So I, I did a tour of Australia, and then went to Hong Kong and um, talked there. And then in December of 2016, I spoke at the the New Zealand conference and I have been touring this year. I just got back from New York, Syracuse, New York, and Washington DC uh, last night. And um, I will be speaking at the ECSO conference in Poland in uh, September and possibly doing some other Speaking around the area as well, so yeah, yeah I, I get to travel. Yeah. It's 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 a blast.
2: So, so that's what I wanted to get to. You're you're on your way to to Europe in September, and uh, so what are you going to talk about at the the European Skeptics Congress, or is it too early to say? Well, I'm.
0: Gonna, <laughs> well, no, it'll be a Wikipedia focused, but I'm going to have to change my lecture a little bit to be more reflective of the things we've done with topics that people universally will understand. I, you know, I talk about a psychic here in, in uh, California, and that's not going to really be probably something people are going to want to hear about in um, Poland. Well, you know, it's not so much the subject matter. It's a way of explaining how, what we're doing, you know, what we're doing. So I'm going to probably try to focus on a little bit more of the non-English topics. Cause the reason why I have to go to these uh, conferences is because I love going, obviously. But once I'm able to sit down with people and, and spend one-on-one training with them and talking to them about Wikipedia and activism and so on, um, they're more likely to join our project and support us. And that's really what I need is we need to get this content done in multiple languages, not just English. It's it's just too important to... we We have to speak. We have to understand that there are multiple languages. That's why the ESP is so important to um to our project your your mission yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. exactly uh, that, that, yeah i' I'm, I'm, we're obviously on the same page here we we want to highlight things that are not necessarily happening in the english speaking community of the world uh, we, we want to ha- try to highlight things that may go under the radar because of language issues
0: right i I believe you're probably unique at least I know for sure you're unique in the in the skepticism world, I I don't know if you are in this world of um, science, but what you're doing is a very big service to, to everyone. Because uh, before you guys were doing this and before I got involved in the GSOW project and I started meeting so many um, non-native English speakers, I had no idea that the skeptic community was growing and doing activism uh, in other countries. I really wasn't aware of it. And that's probably a, a big shame. But the English speaking podcasts that I listened to, they just didn't focus on it so much. Now, the only exception would be Skeptic Zone with yes. Richard Saunders, who's done a terrific job supporting people that are non-English language projects. He's there, And there's been some others as well. I shouldn't just single out only him. There have been others, but it's been you know we need more outreach we need to be more united i think
2: no but richard is a a great inspiration and he had us on his podcast before we started ours so so he was actually unintentionally i think instrumental in getting us started in some ways
3: Mm, yeah
0: he really supports us
3: i definitely agree
1: mm. yeah
0: right All right, so one of the things that I wanted to make sure I explained to your listeners is that with our project, the GSOW um, Stat Badger project, we have many different languages that we've edited in, and we have editors that, you know, come and go to some extent. And I wanted to kind of highlight a few of the things that we have done. Um, We have, in Dutch, we have already written or rewritten extensively 80 pages mm, wow. that are in the language of uh, the the Dutch language. And those pages have already brought in um, 919,000 page views. Wow. So we're very close to hitting a million page views that we have created because of GSOW and, our, and the people like Leon and others in Dutch. Um, in French, we've only had two pages written. And uh, the James Alcott and the Jerry Andres uh, Wikipedia pages, both English people, and I really needed. We really need to get our French um, speakers together because that—that's. I mean, we've only created a little over three thousand page views in French. That's really bad. German, same thing. Uh, German, we've created three pages: one for Stanislaw uh, Brzezinski, that's that cancer quack, and Neil deGrasse Tyson and Leo Igwe. So those pages' views are already at 119,000 page views. But German, I mean, come on. Hungarian, we've got four pages, a little over 13,000 page views. Uh, Polish, we've written two. One for Brzezinski and one for somebody whose name I would be too embarrassed to speak on the show <laughs> <laughs> I pronounce it <laughs> I'm sorry but that's 30 pa- 30,000 page views. So 30,000 page views have been created in Polish more than French and German together yeah. um, Portuguese we've got uh, 16 pages that has almost 800,000 Russian there's 10 and so that's 23,000 page views Spanish, which is really embarrassing because Spanish is uh, a language that I do speak. Sort of seven pages, and that's two hundred thousand. So we've got a lot to do. The Italian, I'm always so proud of the Italian. I'm proud of all of them actually, but the Italian is just one editor, and uh, she's she's just been editing and translating all by herself over there in Italy, and she herself by herself has created. Eighty-five thousand page views wow. wow just one person
1: and we interviewed her as well on the show just let like me mention that yeah yes you
2: did we did yeah you sure did but but it's fantastic to highlight this because that means that and listen everybody out there you can make a difference if you are just one person doing that num that job you you can actually reach out and make a big difference
0: yeah. right and she's getting she was just getting her phd this is rafaelia and so make sure you listen to her interview it was terrific
1: number 11
0: and i'm i'm just you know i'm <laughs> proud of everybody i'm proud of everybody but you think about it um you know this one person yeah 85,000 page views she's brought 12 pages she's she's rewritten or translated to to italian for for people who would rather learn about something in the native language one of them is the Brzezinski clinic page So, And that was really important because one of the spokespeople for the Brzezinski Clinic, which is a quackery, um, cancer quack in America, his spokesman is Fabio, who is an Italian model. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we felt it was really important that we get the page translated into Italian in case Fabio goes on a tour of Italy and starts talking about the Brzezinski Clinic. So now people will be able to Google it and they'll be able to find a page written in Italian and be able to get really great information about this craft. This, uh,
2: and you highlight a good point there. You don't have to create something from scratch, at least not to begin with. You can take a good English uh, uh, article and translate it into your local language. And that's extremely important as well.
0: Right. So there's there's room for all different kinds of skills. And yes... That's important to take an English page and translate it into another language. That's very important. But what I would like to do, and this is kind of my bigger goal, is to bring people who are n- maybe not known in English, who probably don't have a really well-written Wikipedia page in English, and bring them to, um, to the attention of other languages. And Catherine de Jong is, is a good example. That was a page that Leon, I believe it was Leon, he wrote first in Dutch, because she is a prominent skeptic in um, the Netherlands. And because of that page, then he translated it into English. And that's, that's huge. Uh,
1: do, doesn't that raise the question of notability?
0: Right. Well, she was notable, but she just was unknown.
1: Uh, okay, but I, I meant it in general, so no, not necessarily about um, Catherine.
0: No, no, she's notable in Dutch. She's notable in, in uh, the Netherlands, and if she's notable in the Netherlands, she has enough citations probably to make her notable in English. That's not a problem. It is just getting somebody to write the page. Okay. An, Eng- an English person probably would never have thought of it, A English speaker. I mean, a, a, a normal English editor would probably not have thought to write the page for Catherine, for Catherine mm-hmm. de Jong. De it? De, de Young. Catherine de Jong yeah Diong yeah, so they wouldn't have thought to write that page. The other thing I want to mention is that um, the GsoW project has already written if okay considering we're only talking about pages we have rewritten completely or pages we have um, written from scratch we're at we're just a Schmsion if that's a word that everybody recognizes under eleven million page views. Ooh. We're at 10,978,578 pages, page views that we have we have written um, and brought to the world that probably would not have been written if it was not for the GSOW project and training and and volunteers to come to my project. So that's that's extremely important. This is this is being done on a large scale. And every day that number increases by about 16,000 page views.
1: Hmm. That's a very significant reach.
0: <laughs> right. People who may or may not want to join the GSOW project, there's still a lot of work out there to be done. I would really encourage you, if you do speak you know, more than one language, to get um, pages written in that are written well in one language and maybe translated into another and not necessarily Wikipedia pages, because that's kind of coding and that can be kind of complicated for some people. But there's a skeptical Inquiry magazine just put out an article the other day on um, spirit photography. Um, somebody from the past. And the article is called El Gis- Jesus Mexicano que fotografía Espíritus. And that's about a Jesuit Mexican spirit photographer in the past. And this man, his name is Luis Alfonso Galmez. He wrote this article completely in Spanish. If he had just written the article and just put it out as a blog, that would be nice, but it wouldn't have as much impact. But he had it published in Skeptical Inquirer Online, which is more than happy to take scholarly work and publish it. Once it was published, then we turned around and we used it as a citation on a Wikipedia page in Spanish on spirit photography. And so we need more people to write great content, scholarly, you know, to some extent. I mean, you don't have to do a thesis on it, but a good, well-written article. We need more content in other languages. And if you could, if it is published in a notable place, like Skeptical Inquirer, then the GSOW project can turn around and use that as a wikipedia reference and we were able to do so we put it on the spirit photography page in spanish another thing that really is important to that we could we could all do is for example you just had a interview with teddy mm-hmm. winroth I yeah. His name right? That's right, yeah from sweden and i just listened to that today i really really enjoyed mm-hmm. that interview yeah um, it was it was terrific um, it was about topics that I find extremely interesting <laughs> yeah. <and> crime. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm one of those people. I love those mysteries and psychology. And you on the interview talked about a lot of different things. One of them was that you talked about uh, Elizabeth Loftus. You talked about repressed memories. You talked about a couple different cases. Um, the man who Thomas Quick. Yeah. And some other things. So. What needs to be done is for more people to be able to understand these things and learn about them. He also mentioned a a, a case called Kevin. Yes, about a little, little boy, boy called who, Kevin, yeah. Right? Okay, so that's a documentary that's coming out. The last episode should have just yes. aired. There's yes. three episodes of that. That article, I mean, that YouTube video should be captioned first in Swedish, and then the transcriptions made available to other people so that people can read Um, so that they can translate the Swedish into other languages, you know, Spanish and German and English, so that other people can watch that documentary. That's important work that can be done.
1: Like we we did with the Vaccination Chronicles.
0: Yes, like you guys did with the Vaccination Chronicles, because great content is being created, but it's only being created for one language. And what other people can do is they can translate it and and that wouldn't have anything to do with the GSOW project, but it is important work that can be done for people who can translate. But more than that, I want to say that when this documentary came out about this little boy Kevin, which I wasn't aware of until I listened to your interview, there's other Wikipedia pages that need to be updated so that when people are watching that documentary or the the information about this Thomas Quick character, they would be able to look at Elizabeth Loftus's Wikipedia page, who is a champion of regressed memory. And she's been able, she's um, written extensively about it. And also the page for repressed memory, the English, which Wikipedia page is in horrible shape. um, And it has been written in other languages, but I don't see it written in Swedish. Hmm. So anybody who would be interested in learning about repressed memory in Swedish isn't going to get it they may be googling it and they're going to find a website that maybe not maybe isn't well written maybe it is pseudoscience maybe it is you know not reputable so we have to have all these pages written in multiple languages Mm
2: -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. do you see what i'm saying so so because anytime some kind of news article comes out or a documentary or whatever comes out people are going to google that term and the people in the in the documentary. And what we need to make sure is that the Wikipedia page is written and in great shape so that when they find it, they'll be able to find really good Mm -hmm. information. So these are things that people could do that don't Mm. have to join GSOW. It's just Mm. important to be done. You're right.
2: Absolutely. Um,
3: Okay. So then just to recap where people can catch you next.
0: And if someone wants to join your team, how can they do that? Okay. So I will be speaking in, multiple places, and there's constantly new new things being added. So the Facebook page for GSOW is available for anybody to visit and, and get notifications from. You will find on there announcements to where I will be speaking. And if you have questions about GSOW, you can easily ask me or my team from there. You will need to be a Facebook user to be able to join the GSOW project. Um, I also need to add you to the secret cabal. So you would need to send me a friend request or write to me that way. Um, You can reach us at gsowteam at gmail.com for more information. We have a YouTube channel for people to get more information. It includes um, some training materials, not everything, just a few things that we've done. If you're interested in, how to do some simple things. You can look at that. Also, it has interviews and um, lectures that I have done. And you can find out more places I'll be speaking at, which will be the ECSO. And I'll also, that's in Poland. And I'll also be speaking at SciCon in Las Vegas, um, Nevada in uh, October. The uh, CSI... ECSO will be in September. And hopefully I'll be able to go and do some things on the side as well. Mm. Busy.
1: Mm. Yeah. Great. Brilliant. All right. Well, we will definitely ch- uh, catch you in uh, Poland at uh, the EXO Congress.
0: Really looking forward to meet, seeing you guys again.
1: Yeah, yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah,
3: it's been ages. It's been six six years since you did since our no, first no, it was no, it was three six years. No. It was a,
1: yeah, twenty fourteen. Yeah.
3: Why am I thinking six? Oh
0: gosh, yeah,
1: because it seems like a long time. Well,
0: it does seem like a long time ago, <laughs> and that's where Andras and Bontes and I and my son Sterling <laughs> sat at McDonald's. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Way, we would, yeah, yeah, we met each other right outside of the yeah. in Manchester. Right. That's right. We said. I said. All right. Let's solve all the world's problems yep. right here at this exactly. table right now. And then we met. Then we met mm. Jelena and her husband. It was
3: such a great conference. It's still one of my favorites. We had a lot of fun. And we will
1: again. Indeed.
0: <laughs> well, I'm just I gotta get back to. I have got oh, to yeah. get
3: back to. Ge- oh, our tickets already booked. You. Hotels booked, and oh, we yeah. already
1: on the ball. Actually, Susan, you you only would need to hang around Europe for about a month to to do that. <laughs>
0: You think I could keep busy for a month? I don't know. I, that I would think be we, a lot.
1: Might, we might be able to do something about that. But
0: I will be. Just, <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, now there's a conference in Italy that's a week later that James Randy will be okay. speaking at. Yeah,
1: good. Um, you know, the listeners, if you're an organizer of any event around Europe, um, you could consider having Susan on as a speaker. So, yeah, do get in touch.
0: I'll be there anyway. I'll be right there, right next to you guys. And I, I'm willing to travel. I'd
1: love it. Okay, cool. Well, great on stuff. that very, very positive note, I'm afraid we need to wrap up this interview. Uh, but it was really good having you on the show again. Thank you very much for, for joining us today.
3: Thank you, Susan.
1: Thanks a lot. Thank Thanks you. a lot. It's great. Thank you. And can't wait to see you again, which will happen very soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks. You know, there's there's still a lot that we could talk about. So uh, absolutely, it's always yeah. great
2: to talk to Susan.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love her enthusiasm and uh, and and how she's approaching this whole thing. She 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 she's not only out to 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 change the world, but she she does have means to do it. Yeah, <laughs> which is pretty good. And Wikipedia is there. So, if any of our listeners would uh, would like to join this uh, pretty good company of the Wikipedia editors of world uh, skepticism on Wikipedia, please do so. Uh, obviously, the the best way to 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 do it would be to contact Susan directly. But if you would like to, if you're shy to do that, but uh, you're familiar with us. Um, you can get in touch with us and we can connect you to Susan. That's, that's also fine. Absolutely. I think this will be the end of our show uh, this week. Next week, we're going to have a couple of very interesting news to cover. So please stay tuned and uh, don't miss out on that episode either. But for this week, I'd like to thank both of you, Yelena and Pontus, for mm-hmm. joining me. Thank you.
3: Thanks guys.
1: And until next week, goodbye.
3: Goodbye.
1: Goodbye. Bye.
3: Hello dear skeptical friends. This is Claire Kleinberg, co-organizer of the European Skeptics Congress 2017. This year the congress will be held in Wrocław, Poland on September 22nd to 24th, and it is my absolute pleasure to invite you to attend. Come and listen to talks by James Randi, Susan Gerbic, Mark Linus, Susan Blackmore, Scott Lillienfeld, and others. Discuss topics like science and religion, pseudoscience and media, paranormal investigation, and more. To buy a ticket and to get more information about the Congress, go to EuroskepticsCon.org or find us on Facebook. See you there!
1: I don't know how you can be You are listening to the ESP, the European Skeptics podcast, an independent weekly fuck. An independent <laughs> European <laughs> weekly fuck. <laughs> an independent <laughs> weekly fuck. <laughs> all, it's all right. right.
3: So mind fuck, all right? What's that
0: noise? What's that? Is that a train?
1: Hello? Is that you? Hello? The train behind you? Are you on you? oh, the train? Oh
3: yeah, um yeah, I've got the train. Okay, okay, okay. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay. So it's it's not the so, ghost. Not, the
2: ghost.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: not
0: not this time. Poltergeist.